All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. And SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark. Now, before we get too deep into the podcast, I want to tell you just a little bit of the intent of the podcast, kind of the why are we here. And we're all here to work out our trials, hardships, tribulations, struggles, all of that in such a way that we can begin to unfold God's plan and purpose for our lives. But you may be asking me, Dustin, why do I need to listen to Scar? And the truth is, guys, we all have stuff. Like we all have things, hardships, that if we let them go, they can begin to uh, build up and cloud our minds and even change the trajectory of our lives. So here on SCAR, we like to try to uh, tell our life stories. We like to share our struggles. We like to share our victories and all of that and kind of lay the groundwork for turning tragedy into triumph, obstacles into victory and all of those things. So that's exactly why we need to all be plugged into SCAR. And now without further ado, I have a wonderful guest on the line, Miss Lauren Cruz. Would you please say hello to everybody? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me today. All right. Well, we are so glad to have you on today. And Miss Lauren Cruz is the author of Strength of a Woman, Why You Are, Proverbs 31. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Now you have a slogan on here that says, this ain't your mama's Proverbs 31. I love that. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, Proverbs 31 for a lot of Christian women is a hard passage because she is the perfect woman. And we're so often told, go look at this lady in the Bible and be like her. And frankly, when I read that passage, she makes me really tired and I get a bit overwhelmed um, with, you know, trying to meet that standard. I, I sometimes feel like she's a standard. So this ain't your mama's Proverbs 31 book. This is not a standard that you have to live up to. In fact, it's, um, I think it's more tools to give you to just lead a victorious life in Christ. Awesome. So this is my first time actually um, going over Proverbs 31 on this podcast and really mm-hmm. diving deep into it. So I'm, I'm excited, Lauren. And so uh, I'm looking forward. You also uh, study kind of Hebrew uh, 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 letters and, and, and all of that. And um, tell me just a quick, a quick blurb about that, and then we'll dive in. Yeah, I do have a seminary degree from New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. And, um, you know, did take Hebrew, did take Greek and everything, but we really just studied grammar. But um, I have a very deep interest in the Jewish roots of our faith. Um, you know, I celebrate Passover as a Christian and, you know, there's a lot of aspects of the Jewish faith that I'm very interested in. And so as I did research for this book, um, I, you know, began to get introduced to some of the imagery behind the Hebrew letters. Um, there, every Hebrew letter has like a pictograph. If you think about how language started, it was a drawing on a cave wall. And so those drawings turned into images that then became letters. And so 
there's still a lot of the imagery in the Hebrew alphabet. And um, so some of that imagery applies actually to Proverbs 31. It is an acrostic poem. That means it goes from A to Z of the Hebrew alphabet. Okay. And um, Hebrew is a very verbal language. Um, it, they spend more time memorizing more so than just reading. And so uh, an acrostic poem is a little trick to help them memorize that passage. And so it's, it's advice to a mom to her son, um, from a mom to her son, and, and what kind of woman he should look for as he gets married and begins his life. And so, you know, isn't that important? Guys need to yeah. know, and they want to memorize their mama's advice. And uh, that's kind of how that came to be. So uh, I really love that. That's that's exciting stuff. Now, um, whenever, when we're looking at Proverbs 31, Okay, a a Proverbs thirty one woman. What comes to mind? What is what is your thought of a a Proverbs thirty one woman? Perfect. <laughs> she um she definitely um is a very busy woman at at home, and um you know for the most part she looks like she is a married woman who has children who works at the house. And, you know, that's not necessarily the women of today. Um, A lot of ladies are single women. A lot of ladies work outside of the home. And so, um, you know, that, that, that becomes a conflict sometimes. Um, But there's, there's more to it when we start to link the imagery of the Hebrew letters. Can you, can you dive into it a little bit of, of what exactly we, you, you might be talking about when we say there's more to it? How can we attach those, those Hebrew letters to a deeper meaning? Sure. So the very first um, verse, Proverbs 31.10, you know, we read it in English and it says, who can find a virtuous woman or who can find an excellent woman? Okay, that word right off the bat, when it, as an English speaker, when I think of virtuous and excellent you know, it, it's a hard standard to um, live up to sometimes for some women, especially, um, you know, I'm not an excellent person, you know, sometimes I really lose my cool. Right. However, here's the cool part. So that letter starts with, or that verse starts with letter Aleph in the Hebrew alphabet. That's letter A. Aleph has an imagery of an ox. And in Hebrew, that word excellent, that word that we translate excellent and, um, you know, virtuous is actually the word strong in Hebrew. Okay. And it always has, it's always used in the Bible to describe like an army or a soldier or like David's men of valor. That word valor is the same word that's used in Proverbs 31. And so, you know, who can find a woman of valor? Who can find a strong woman? Well, think about how that relates to an ox. When you get married or when, you know, when a, when a couple joins together, don't they yoke themselves to each other? Absolutely, yes. Don't they become a working team? Yes. Um, and if you think of oxen, there's always going to be one ox stronger and more experienced. And, and I'll give that. That would be the men, you know, the man of the family. You know, you're going to be my spiritual leader. Sure. You're going to be my strong person that I am yoking to, to follow. But when oxen are yoked together, they're put together so that they can carry together more weight. 
by themselves, they can't do that work. And so they have to be a united working team yoked together and they can't pull on that yoke. That yoke has got to tie them together and they've got to work together. So who can find a strong woman that you're going to yoke yourself to? And that strength could be physical strength, but also the woman in the family is usually the one that, um, you know, carries the burdens of her family. She is the one that sets the tone of her family. And in the Jewish faith for the first five years, she's the one that teaches um, the, you know, the faith of the Jewish family. And so what, what's, what really truly is the primary purpose of a Christian family, it's to perpetuate that faith in Christ. And so who are you going to yoke yourself to? You're yeah. going to want a strong woman. Okay. So, so Lauren, what do you say to uh, the woman who may be listening right now, mm-hmm. who may be a single mom exactly, or, or, or maybe um, may have uh, been there through uh, a, a tragic circumstance or yeah. uh, an, an unfaithful circumstance, which is still just as tragic or, right. or just made some mistakes in life. And she's a single mom and she's like, okay, but I'm different though. Like I'm, I'm not in that perfect Christian marriage. What do you say to that? So here's the cool part. Cause I very much believe that, you know, if we, if we have Jewish roots as Christians, our faith starts in the old Testament and Christ is revealed in the old Testament. So let's add that to the Proverbs 31 passage. Um, Who can find a virtuous woman that you're going to yoke yourself to? Well, as Christians, I may be a single woman, divorced woman. So who do I need to yoke myself to in strength? I need to yoke myself to Christ in strength. And doesn't Christ say my burdens are easy? My my yoke is easy. My burdens are light. And, And who better to draw that strength from? I may not have a husband to draw that strength from. Um, but above all else, I should be drawing my strength from Christ. I should be yoked and united with Christ to do that work. And, you know, here's something really cool about the Hebrew alphabet. Jesus himself says that I am the Alpha and Omega, but he probably said it in Hebrew. It's recorded in Greek because that's the language of the day, but he probably said that in Hebrew. Yeah. So he said, I am the Aleph and the Tav. And if you think about the imagery of the Aleph, I am the oxen. I am the ox. And the ox was the animal that was sacrificed on the day of atonement for the sins of Israel. The high priest would make that sacrifice. The Tav, letter Z, the last letter, the imagery behind that one is a mark, like X marks the spot, or a cross, a sign. And so Jesus really said, I am the Aleph and the Tav. I am the sacrifice and the cross. Yeah. And so as a single person, male or female, frankly, who are you going to yoke yourself to for that strength? Whose yoke and burden are you going to carry? So I I really love that because what it all boils down to is is whether um, you feel like you're a Proverbs 31 woman striving to be a Proverbs 31 woman or or you don't. Regardless, uh, Jesus is our is our one that we need to be seeking that we need to be going after that we need to be yoked to he said i am the way the truth and the life no one gets to the father except through me so no matter 
no matter man, woman, child, it, it doesn't matter. We need to be seeking out the direction, wisdom, and vision of Christ. And, and what you have here is a book that, that not only appeals to um, a woman that is, that is happily married, looking to raise her children up in a godly home that is excited about the road of head and all of that. But this book can also appeal to someone who maybe doesn't feel like they're there yet. Am I, am I hearing you correct? You are. So what I did was I took each, um, there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. There's 22 verses. And for every letter, I included a story of a very unlikely Proverbs 31 woman. Um, I have stories of women who um, are divorced because of, um, you know, just different situations. A story of one woman who had five husbands. How can she be a Proverbs 31 Mm. woman, right? I have the story of um, women who were drug addicts and, would a soccer mom who would go to a meth house, you yeah. know, after she dropped her kids off at school, how could she be a Proverbs 31 woman? Um, later in life, after getting cleaned up from that, marrying an incredibly godly man, he wow. committed suicide. Oh man. How does she handle that? Um, a woman whose husband who was a Christian in the church, everybody admired him, but at home he beat her and abused yeah. her. And actually held the Proverbs 31 passage over her and said, you will never be this woman. Well, later in life, she meets another guy, you know, divorced and lived single life for a while struggling. And and she, you know, is pouring out like you got to know who you're getting attached to and and you're not going to want me. And he pulled out a piece of paper and he said, listen, as we've been dating, I've been highlighting this Bible passage that I've been carrying around trying to see who you are. Guess what passage that was? Proverbs 31. Wow. You know, and, and I've got so many stories of women who have gone through the trenches. And the only way they're going to make it through that is the strength of Christ. If we try on our own, our strength will always fail us. Yeah. But when we're yoked to Christ, it's going to make all the difference in the world. You know, and that's so true. And look, that that stands the test of time, right? Mm-hmm. That 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 goes that goes way back. We can look into uh, uh, starting in the Old Testament all the way through to right. modern times right now. Exactly. Um, that that we we are not enough, but He is. We we don't deserve uh, what we've been given, the blessings that we have and all of that. But Mm -hmm. still, he is a fair and a just and a good God. And so Mm -hmm. um, we can we can rest in those principles and we can rest in that. And when I see something like Proverbs 31, um, it when you read it at surface value, when you when you just read it, it's like, wow. okay. Praise God, I'm not a woman. I can't live up to that. But now there, there are um, several passages uh, in the Bible that, that go for man as, as well. And, it's, mm-hmm. and it almost appears like that. But, but here's what we can do. We can attach ourselves to, as you say, the, the yoke of Christ, and we can strive for that. We have to recognize that we are in a fallen world. And yes, we all fall short of the glory of God. Okay, we do. It just it just is. But in that we are given grace upon grace. In fact, his very name 
uh, is just so powerful and beautiful when it comes to grace and the overcoming and the uh, uh, picking you up when you've been knocked down and and all of those things. It's just a uh, a beautiful thing. And so with that, what do you want readers, what do you want people to take away of, of Strength of a Woman? Oh, I, I, almost exactly what you said. You know, we, um, we beat ourselves up. We live with scars, if you will. Yeah. Um, we attach ourselves to some very um, difficult situations, and we think that that is our forever truth. And, and that's not the case. Um, you know, I, I have in one of my chapters, I talk about the letter Vav, which is a nail. And, you know, what do we attach ourselves to? And one, and, and that nail is often used to hang. It's the same word that's used about the hooks that hang the tape tapestries in sure. the tabernacle. And, you know, what do we hang from ourselves? What kind of rags are hanging from ourselves? Mm. Um, you know, are we living in, uh, in those grave clothes or are we able to remove those rags and hang that, that incredible tapestry that God weaves on us? Um, you know, we look at scars and we see imperfections mm -hmm. and we see, um, you know, oh, I, that's what I got when I did this in my life or yes. something. But you know what? God, God doesn't look to the outside. He looks at our hearts. And, you know, every scar that is on my body is an experience that that for some reason I had to walk through. And God sees that now I am able to be used to meet somebody else in that place. And so I look at it as, as an imperfection, but he sees it as, you know, that's the experience I needed you to have so that now I can use you in this area. And so for women who look at that Proverbs 31 and they start piling on, they start hanging from themselves you know, some of the guilt and shame, um, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be that way. God looks at our heart and he needs us regardless of what the failures we think we've done. He is still able to use that for good. So your words on, on scar were beautiful. That I, that's, uh, that's very similar to the way that, that I like to speak on scars. I like mm -hmm. to talk about them as, as yes, a scar is healed, but it's still there. It's right. It's still there. And, and you have many, many women um, who may be listening to this that say, you know, that are still wearing those rags that, that, right that are still in those scars and they say, well, listen, I can't help myself uh, much less go and use those scars to help other people. I'm in these trenches. Uh, with that, I want to encourage people to know that maybe, maybe uh, some of this you're not ready for, but through the process, through the journey, um, you, you know, your time will come right now. Rest in that you are hurting. You are broken. Those things. It's okay to not be okay, but mm -hmm. we can't stay there. And books like strength of a woman, uh, books like courage and redemption, all of, all of these things, they, they will help you to, uh, to grow, uh, and go as I like to say it. Right. It's not, 
you're not going to go from zero to 60 immediately. Right. You know, it, it is a process. Yeah. Another example I use in my book, and I think this is kind of funny. Um, you know, women are like bananas. Yeah. <laughs> now, now notice I didn't say women are bananas. Okay. We are like bananas. Okay. So we, we put on this image of perfection. You know, we need to be perfect. But in the Bible, that word perfect simply means complete. You know, we think of perfection flawless, nothing wrong. But in the Bible, the word means complete. And so think about a banana. A banana will grow to a certain size and it's complete, right? Now it continues to ripen. So I've got a green banana that I'm going to use for a certain purpose. Then it goes into a yellow banana that everybody's going to eat. And then that that brown spotted banana is, um, you know, everybody loves using that for um, banana bread. Now in all stages, that banana is perfect. It is complete, but the ripening part is where it moves you from different stages and different uses. Mm -hmm. And so you are as a child of God, you are complete. You are perfect in his eyes. But you still got to go through that ripening process. You still got to go through the different stages. Fun fact for you, Lauren. I I opened my bananas upside down. You're supposed to. Are you? Yes. That's really how you open them. Hey, that's how how a monkey does it. (laughs) So uh, I absolutely uh, opened mine upside down. Do you do it the same? I don't, I can't say that I do, but I have, I do know that that is how you're supposed to do it. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm just checking there. Make sure I'm not a weirdo. All right. So, uh, next thing is, is kind of, what do you say to the woman who's overwhelmed or defeated? We've kind of touched on this, uh, already, but, but the one that just says, Hey, um, maybe they're not as far along as the soccer mom who goes to the Mm -hmm. meth house who married Mm -hmm. in the suicide. Maybe, Maybe they're just in a hard place of, of trying to find their purpose. Gosh, maybe they're just like, I just don't know what my person, my, my, my purpose is, Lauren. Like when I listen to people who have written books, when I watch people who have done these things, when I watch people who sh- are, are just shining in their calling, it makes me depressed. I look at Proverbs 31 and I just, I don't get angry. I don't get upset. I just get down. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you say to that person? You know what? I was right there. Um, I, I have no doubt that I had a calling to be a teacher, um, you know, early in my Christian walk. And I had no idea how that looked. Um, you know, I, 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 and I knew it wasn't going to be like a Beth Moore, you know, I, that wasn't my calling, but I just thought surely there's got to be more than just pulling my little boy around in a wagon, you know, sure. um, where, where do I fit in? And it just like um, ripening our faith, it's still going to be a process. Um, we have to learn how to lean in and depend on God. And we have to learn how to, have accountability with others. We have to learn how to do the work of ministry and how to do the battle of ministry. Because if you start stepping out in faith, you're going to be attacked and you've got to have your faith so solid, so secure 
that you're not going to be defeated, um, you know, through those battles that, that you're going to face because Satan does not want you to succeed. He does not want the word of God getting out there. And so if you are wanting to find your place and find your calling and find, you know, what your giftedness is, take the time to lay that strong foundation. Um, it can't be rushed. Mm. It can't have cracks. It can't crumble beneath you. Um, it's frustrating. It's hard. It's, um, you know, it is worrisome. It's confusing. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to do all the time, but you've got to start with prayer. You've got to start with the word of God. You've got to start with accountability and begin just getting the experience that you need. So that's, that's so smart. Uh, it's, it, it takes time. It, and, and you can't have cracks because here's the situation. If you have cracks mm -hmm. and you begin to move too fast, those cracks become trenches and yes, then they, they become canyons yes, and, they do. And, and it just, and it just all caves in. And exactly. so it has to be a slow and steady process. And you mentioned the word battle, yeah. you know, this is a strong word in my vocabulary. You're a hundred percent right. Our Christian walk, our Christian life is a battle. And in fact, my fourth key battle principle that, that I've learned from the story of Joshua is, 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 uh, uh, I love the story of Joshua. It's just a beautiful example of, of you win some, you lose some, but you've been called to a greater purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the fourth key battle principle that, that, that I stand on in my life is defeat the enemy. And mm -hmm. here's the thing. It's already been won. Right. It's not me who fights, but Christ inside me. And so, right. So, but still, we have to cross that Jordan. We have to take that step. Uh, for a Proverbs 31 woman, she has to recognize um, that she has a huge part to play in her household. Mm -hmm. And for, for some women, uh, a bigger part to play than others because they may be trying to fill multiple roles, uh, uh, right. maybe three roles, maybe provider uh, uh, husband and wife, you know, a single. Okay. And, and so this can be very, very hard. Um, now listening to us talk about this and, uh, the, the alphabet and all of this, this book can sound, uh, very academic based too. So, mm -hmm. um, how, how would you say this book is different than the average, uh, in other words, how is it? How is it more interesting than than what if what if uh, alphabet and all of that is not um, like on your top priority? Right. I do try to give you in each chapter just a snippet, you know, of what like we talked about all of how um, the ox applies. Um, so I, I, you know, I need to give you a little bit of background because something within that letter would have triggered you know, an idea. And then what I do is I go section by section on the verse and we do a little bit of word study. You know, I give you what, what certain words mean, like, like, um, virtuous, how it means strong. Um, but what I do to make it a little different and not so academic and hard is, um, you know, I weave the stories of these ladies in, into the letter and into the verses and into the words. 
and I show you how they applied those principles and characteristics to their battles and their struggles. And, um, you know, I, I may not, you know, I may not have a husband who's committed suicide. I may not have a child who is, um, you know, become a drug addict. These are stories. Um, you know, I have not had to deal with um, infidelity in my husband. However, these, you know, there's women in the story that have and actually who stayed with their husbands. I can't, you know, I may not be able to specifically identify with some of the pain in these stories, but there's characteristics and there's feelings and emotions and struggles that I absolutely can recognize in every story and apply that to my life. And I've also given you guys some questions. You know, the reader gets questions at the end of every chapter and, and tucked within that chapter. You know, has this ever happened to you? How did you handle it? Um, you know, who do you link yourself to for that strength? And, you know, I give you a chance to meditate on that. And so, you know, I've kind of combined it as um, a story with a little bit of academic thrown yeah, in there. Yeah. And then some questions that you can really start to uh, try to see how it applies to your life as well. One beautiful thing, Lauren, is is when you do something like that, whenever you add your academic touch, whenever you add the stories and you do all of that, um, really you give somebody kind of a, uh, you play a teacher role as well as a motherly role, as well as a friendship sister role and all of those things. Because here's what you got to uh, uh, realize is a lot of times, um, you know, we're talking to people who don't have, um, who don't have that great my mama said, or, or, or that great, uh, uh, I learned this from my grandmother, great mm -hmm. wisdom. I, I call it tailgate talk where my grandpa <laughs> let down the tailgate of his truck and he had the straw hanging out his mouth and he's like, son, I'm going to tell you about life. So, uh, you, you know, a lot of people don't have that. And so they have to lean on stuff like books, podcasts, uh, stuff for exposure, stuff for right. real truth. And I love what you've done here by putting kind of kind of it all together and bringing it all under one roof, so to speak. Well, it's funny. I'm just chuckling as you say that because I, I do teach high school seniors and my kids, my own children have just accused me of like, you mother them so much. And, so, and I am, I am a teacher, you know, I teach in school, but I also teach in it. I'm a, I'm a college professor and I also teach in women's ministry. And so the whole key thing is, you know, I want you to learn something through this, but it's, if, if you're not interested in it and it doesn't apply to you, then, then it's not going to be that important to you. And to me, sure. God's word is just too important and it's got, it applies to everybody in every place in life. And, you know, if I have to do that as a teacher, I will, but if I got to break out the mama voice, I'll yeah. do that too. <laughs> hey, that, and that's what it is. It's, it's basically, uh, if you're not excited about it, um, get excited about it because <laughs> Hey guys, it's God's word and that's right. exciting. So, uh, and that's, and that's where we're going to change. Uh, that's where we're going to find real change. It's in the exactly. love and the truth of the word of God. And exactly. so, you know, um, right now we're in the middle of, COVID-19. All right. Well, no, no, no. Well, we're kind of, 
I don't know if we are or not. We're coming out, so you don't really see it anymore. We just see this whole other pandemic inside of a pandemic right now. Yes. Rioting and and all of this stuff. So in the middle of all of this, what would be your definition of of a Proverbs 31 woman? Because, listen, uh, we've got a lot that we're facing as a society. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot that we're facing as Christians, man, that we're facing as human beings that we're facing as moms, as dad, mm-hmm. what is your definition? How do you uphold to this? You know, if, if you're a mom or a dad, um, you have such an incredible responsibility and, and I don't say that to dump more burden on us, but as Christians, our number one should be to propagate the faith. We should be making, you know, the next generation of believers. And moms often are the ones that set the tone in the house. You know, what's important, the, the processes, you know, how do, you, how do we go to the dinner table, wash your hands? You know, I mean, just that's usually mom. And, um, you know, this is something, this pandemic, we'll we'll take it in stages. You know, the pandemic pushed pause. And how many of us prior to, you know, April, we're just winging it by the seat of our pants, wishing we had more time. You know, I wish I had more time to do this. Well, we had all the time in the world for a long time. And, you know, what kind of processes did we put in place and opportunity? You know, I'm, I grew up in a time that I remember Sunday dinners and stores were closed on Sundays. And, you know, as I now come out of this time and I have my freedoms back, what's wrong with continuing to have family dinner once in a while? You know, these are habits that we had an opportunity to create. Why not have that conversation around the dinner table again? Um, um, now, uh, as we're dealing with all the issues, you know, race issues and everything, what's wrong with having that conversation at the dinner table and teaching uh, our kids and the next generation, you know, the, the truth? Kids are smart. Kids are resilient. Uh, my daughter is 11 and I have another daughter that is two. Uh, and, and my wife does a great job of, of, of organizing, going to the dinner table of, of doing all of these things that you're talking about. And so, uh, I just think it's, uh, it's just a great, great, uh, Proverbs 31 is just a great, great example of something that, that women can strive for long to be. Uh, it is a good guiding light. Is it a good directory to you know what? I'm going to take it even farther in the Jewish faith. Proverbs 31 is sung over women on Friday night when they open up their, when they open up their holy day of Saturday, the men of the house sing this passage over the women. And so think of it as a heroic hymn that Christ already sings over us. This is not, we don't have to strive to be this. This is how he sees us. This is how he sees women. This is how he sees the bride of Christ. And so consider it as you you are this person. Women, you are this woman. God is singing this song over you as a celebration of you. And so so, this guiding light, this, this, 
you just dropped some straight up truth nuggets right there. Okay. We got to, we got to slow down just for a second. So when, when God looks at us in our sinful state, in our sinful nature, he sees Christ. Mm-hmm. So Christ is standing sort of sort of in our place over that right. sin and that that stuff we know about us that's just uh, uh sitting in those rags and so right by you belonging to christ by you loving christ by you accepting christ into your heart and you as your lord and savior you are mm-hmm. proverbs 31 you are you know, I, I, I absolutely, I love this. And, and so how, how can a woman really wrap their minds around that? Can you really wrap your minds around that and accept that this is who you are? It's hard because we, we have such a hard time with that, but it's, it's gotta be done. Ladies, we've got to stop hanging those shame rags on us. Um, you know, this is a heroic hymn. It's actually called a heroic hymn and a heroic hymn in the Bible was sung over those that were victorious when they returned from war. And so God acknowledges that you have been in the trenches and he acknowledges that you have done the battle and he is singing this over you as a victorious woman. And you know what? when people come back from the battle, we've got some PTSD issues and we've got some struggles and we've got, you know, and we don't feel, we don't feel good, but the truth is a different story. You know, the truth is what we need to remind ourselves of. Doesn't matter how we feel and it doesn't matter what we, how our perception of things, God perceives it so differently. And the truth shall set you free. free. (laughs) I love it. All right. And so what's your, Lauren, what's your favorite Proverb 31 verse? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I like the verse that says um, she perceives um, a vineyard. She considers a vineyard and um, with her gains, she purchases it. Um, It goes with the letter Tet which is actually a snake. And some people are like, Oh, I don't like that. But you know, think about a snake. Like if you think of snake in the Bible, the first snake you think of is the one that, you know, tricked tricked Eve. And that word snake or that image snake um, makes us think about, um, you know, she considers, she perceives the, uh, the word is actually taste. And it's the same word as taste and see that the Lord is good, perceive and see that the Lord is good. And think about a snake that's, you know, it sticks out its tongue. That's how it figures out where things are. And so it's tasting, you know, what's ahead of them. And so if I'm going to perceive a field, I need to, and, and the word perceive also is like doing recon work, you know, like a reconnaissance person is going to go in and look for what might be dangerous or what might be wrong and then, you know, come back with that intel. And so the snake, you know, is tasting. And when I'm considering a field where I want to make myself busy and where I want to plant my vineyard and where I want to bear fruit, I need to consider that wisely. And I need to taste and see if that is the area that I need to be in. And, and then I will plant myself and then I will reap gains. And gains is really the victories and the spoils of war. You know, it's the added benefit of victory. And so if I'm going to get that added benefit, benefit of a 
victorious life in Christ, I've really got to be very particular where I plant myself, you know, do that recon work, pray about it, look at it. Yeah. Um, and then, then plant myself where, where God is going to see me grow. So if I want to learn more about Hebrew and I want to learn more about these letters and these tactics and all of that, that's some deep <laughs> stuff, man. And so, but, but this really brings out the deeper meaning of the word of God. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think it's so important and vital um, and so glad that, that you joined us today with this. Where would somebody like myself, where would somebody like our listener, what would they turn to if they wanted to deep dive? Um, honestly, I would start with just doing some good, um, uh, commentaries, but also, um, you know, doing word studies and looking, don't be afraid to go and look up, um, you know, words in the original language and, and do word studies. And, you know, you can do that without worrying terribly about the grammar usage and everything, but you, you can look at the various layers of, of a word meaning and, um, you know, when the Bible was written, it was put into context of that, that time. And so often words in Hebrew have a variety of meanings, but the author will pick what matches their time the best. And so, you know, um, when the Bible was originally translated into English in King James's period, you think of women and our place in society. You know, I could be virtuous and I could be excellent and honorable but we couldn't have a lot of strong women running around, you know? Yeah. 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 So the culture is going to, you know, going to kind of influence how a word is chosen. So don't be afraid to begin to look at, um, you know, various commentaries and word studies and, and dictionaries and, you know, and, and look at it and see what other layers could be added to some of those words. I love that. Great advice. Solid advice. Now, let's say, let's play a little hypothetical uh, game here. Let's, let's say that this is the last words, and it kind of is the last word of, 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 the real, of, of the podcast. We're kind of coming to the end here. What, what do you want to leave in the minds of our, our listeners today? Somebody who... Um, who might be on the verge or on the brink of, you know, um, whatever it may be of, of their next move, of their next decision, of their next adventure. Um, what, what do you have any words of inspiration or power or, or, or what guiding force do you have to leave on us today? That's a big order. <laughs> That's yeah, a tall yeah. order. You know, I'm I'm going to leave you with Proverbs 31, 31. And it says, you know, let her works be proclaimed at the city gates. And that letter, uh, we talked about the letter Tav. Mm-hmm. It's a sign or a mark. And, you know, this applies to women or men. What mark do you want to leave um, on, on this world? What do you want your legacy to be? Um, but you got to remember a legacy is not done, you know, in a day it's over a lifetime. And so wherever you are in that walk, you should always be thinking, you know, what, what is the mark that I want to leave here and now so that my legacy will reflect the life of Christ. And if we consider that, 
Um, I think it's going to influence the various decisions we make. How do I want God to be known in the, in the mark that I leave on life? Well, shoot, I want to read Strength of a Woman now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lauren, it has been awesome getting to chat it up with you and learn more about Strength of a Woman, the Proverbs 31 woman. This can be a very, very tough uh, passage for, for women. And I love the encouragement. I love the stability uh, and all of that that this brings to uh, kind of, kind of, uh, brings to the, to the, to the game that brings to the woman who is just like, I don't know what to do. I can't live up to that. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. uh, where can people find out more about you, more about strength of a woman and all of that? Where can they go? Um, I have laurencruz.com and my last name is actually C-R-E-W-S, like a boat crew. Um, but laurencruz.com, I have, um, you know, all my information is there. The book is there. I have a blog. You can follow me on social media, Lauren Cruz, A, number two, Z, A to Z. Okay. And um, the book is also on Amazon. And uh, I'm out there. I'm easy to find. I uh, love to speak and teach and share. It's my passion. What, uh, what social medias are you on, Lauren? I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. All right. Great. Well, we have certainly enjoyed it, and I want to thank you very much, Lauren. If you will hold on for just a minute. As for our listeners, it has been a great, great podcast here today, and we will see you in the next couple of days. <laughs>